Hey everybody, this is the 10th episode of Cashflow Joe. So welcome to episode number 10 of the Cashflow Joe podcast presented by Pip's Path. I'm Pip Stelic, joined by two of my business partners, Steve Hipple, all the way from Canada. How you doing today, Steve? Hey, Pip, number 10. Happy to be here. Awesome. He's actually not in Canada right now. He's sitting right next to me, but he's originally from Canada, still lives there, sadly enough. And then I got Bradley Strack with me as well. Mr. Strack, how are you today, my friend? Any better and they would put me in jail, buddy. I'm not sure if that's even a good thing. So we're here to help beginning investors with their first real estate transaction. And we also help seasoned investors learn how to make more money, how to do it with more leverage, and to do it with less risk. Our company trains and mentors thousands of students all over the world to become successful real estate investors. And I believe what we have on our website is all kind. In fact, I don't believe that. I know that. For more information, you can visit our website at pipspath.com where we have tons of resources, tons of free videos. And we also have a place where you can get your personal scorecard to determine where you're starting so we can help you get to where you need to be. Today, we're going to be talking about how we incorporate real estate investing into our already busy schedule. And so we're going to talk a lot about different things here, and I'll probably bring a lot of things into this. I'm not even going to preface this. I'm just going to throw this off to Mr. Steve Hipple right now, because Steve, I know when I met you, you you, you literally didn't even have time for a three-day training. So Steve, talk about how you incorporated real estate into your life. Yeah, 13 years ago when we met, um, busy, 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 busy. Everybody's busy. Everybody's busy with work, family, kids. Some people got friends, some people got hobbies, whatever it is, right? Walking your dog. We're all, we're all busy. That's just life. So the idea 13 years ago was, well, how am I going to find time to, to do property? Where am I going to find time? Am I going to quit sleeping? Am I going to quit eating? What am I going to give up to do property? Because I, I had the, the desire, I had the realization I needed a plan B. I was working my job. I was trying to save money. I was trying to pay down a mortgage. I was trying to have fun. And and I realized, you know, at the age of 40 years old, trying to save my way to retirement, I was a long ways off of where I wanted to be, where I needed to be to have what I thought would be a good retirement. So, sounds like there's a lot of trying there. I was. I was just, but, you know, again, where well, was Yoda it? says, try or try not. There is do or do not. There is no try, I but guess, is what Where was says. I getting my guidance <laughs> from? Of course, you know, I was doing what my parents taught me, doing what my parents were doing, paying off a mortgage, working, saving, working, saving. And I've been doing that for almost 20 years, and it got me to a certain point. But at the age of 40, looking at my retirement account, it wasn't quite where I thought it should be. So I realized I needed a plan B. I realized I needed, what do you call it, a side hustle or make more money or spend less. But the whole thing is, well, who has time for that? Where do you find time? How do you do this? So it was important for me to, number one, learn strategies that didn't take up a lot of time. The idea of you know working all day and then buying a property to rehab or flip or try and turn over for a dollar. I said, well, I'm not going to go like paint things. I'm not a roofer. I don't have time to do all these activities, plumbing, electrical painting. I don't, I don't even want to do those things. So you know, not even I didn't have the skills. I didn't want to be an electrician or be a, a painter. So so I had to find strategies that didn't take a lot of time but could put money in my pocket. So I started doing you know lease options. I started using power teams, doing that kind of stuff. But but even before that, how to have time to learn. And I guess it came down to my why, why I wanted to do property, why I wanted to have a, a second income coming in, why I wanted to do this. I had a very strong why. 
And you know, Pip will probably talk more about his why or whys and that maybe later in this podcast or another time. It's such a huge topic because why you want to do something, why I want to change your life. So I thought about my why, why I want to do that. And suddenly I found the energy. I found the time. I was working a lot of hours. And so one thing I did, I, I hired somebody to cut my grass. Something simple because before that, the left-sided person in me, the left-sided Steve, I'll cut my own grass. I'll save the money. I'll do it myself. And so I was cutting my own grass, but I'm like, why am I cutting grass when you I could pro- be looking for real estate deals? Y- you probably look good on a lawnmower, though. I don't know about that, but uh, no, the neighbors never asked me to cut their lawn, so maybe I wasn't. I don't know. But so I hired a company to come cut my grass. And what, what I told myself, I said, well, every time I come home and my, my grass is mowed, that's two hours I would spend on my real estate business. That's two hours I could make offers on properties, research a market, call realtors. That's two hours I'd spend on my business instead of cutting my grass. And what I found, so usually, usually what happened was the lawn care, the lawn service would come on Thursday nights or Thursday afternoon. So Thursday night, I get home, okay, going to spend two hours on my business. I would spend sometimes three and four hours on my business because once I get in my office, once I get in that groove, like the time would go by and I would just be productive. And it doesn't matter if it gets dark mm-hmm. when you're doing your real estate business, but it's hard to mow the lawn when it's dark out. Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. so that's, a, that's an added benefit you probably weren't even thinking of. Exactly. So now, once a week, I had, I had an extra two hours to do that. I could, spend the, I could spend three or four hours in the yard. I'd never get that payback. But in the summertime, because back home in, win- in Canada, we had winters, of course, so that's a whole different story. But in the summertime, I had, uh, I had a couple of hours. Bradley, what's that? Bradley <laughs> from Florida. I don't do winters anymore. <laughs> I quit that. So that's one thing I did. That's one strategy to get me a couple hours a week, which turned into an entire evening because I was getting that momentum. And of course, whatever leads I got on that Thursday, did I contact a realtor, contact a mortgage broker, contact whatever I did? Well, that now Friday I'm following up, Saturday I'm following up. I had a lead or multiple leads. So those things, as Pip says, I was planting seeds. So every week I did that week after week. Something else, how I found the time is uh, what what happened was, when I was my job, maybe you guys can relate to this, maybe you can't, but sometimes I come home frustrated. Sometimes I didn't, I didn't always have a great day back in my J-O-B because well, people now that know me say, well, Steve, you're a pretty positive guy. Well, because I'm happy I made those changes. I, 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 I jumped. I, I did the work. I'm very happy. But back in my job, I was more beat up, left side, employee, so I didn't always have a good day. So sometimes you come home, you just want to you know, watch TV or watch football or just just be, you know, kind of ticked off. So every time I did that, I didn't sit around ticked off. I didn't watch TV. I put that energy into my real estate business. So I took that anger or that whatever emotion I was feeling, I put that energy into real estate. And I would get on the phone, I would call realtors angry or ticked off. I would just use that energy in a positive way to get me to my goals. But my why is what got me there. Why I want to do property, why I want to have a successful business. And over time, you do that week after week, month after month. Did I get a deal in the first month? No way. Did I get a deal in the second month? Heck no. We start going like four. You do this month after month after month, and then people start calling you. And then these offers start getting some yeses. And the financing falls into place. The home inspection goes your way, and suddenly you got your first property. So how did I find time? I just, you know, you just do it. You find If you want it bad enough, you find the time. And I was working 50, 60, sometimes 70 hours a week. And the one business was open seven days a week. So I found the time, just got to do it. This is so awesome to think about just the cutting of the grass. That's two hours that you didn't have to do something else that you could do property. It doesn't take much. We tell most of our students, if they can do this business two, three, four, five hours a week, they can change their life in six months to a year. Is it get rich quick? Of course not. We never would promise that. 
But if you're willing to put in the work that it takes and to work smart, have systems in place, and I think one of the things, and we'll talk a little bit about urgency a little bit later, but I think is, you know, is having people in your life that are going to collapse the time frame. So I'm betting when I came out and mentored you and we started getting you to make offers and we had meetings with mortgage brokers and those kinds of people, that things started to move even quicker. Yeah, did you say meetings or ma- I thought I heard meetings. Meetings? We okay, had meetings, meetings with mortgage brokers. I, I had meetings weird. with mortgage brokers. We had meetings for sure. It ended there. You're nice people, but we had meetings. Yes, once once you came out and kind of showed me how to be more efficient, how to, I guess, do more with less. Like we, You often use the word collapsing time zones because... Or time I, frames. Yes, collapsing time frames. Yes. Don't want to collapse a time zone. <laughs> we can't collapse a time zone because it's then we'll be in a space-time continuum. Time frames. Maybe we right. need to buy a DeLorean is what we need to buy. Because on, anyway. on, on my own, I was getting progress. On my own, I was making it happen. On my own, I was getting some results. But when Pip came out there and spent three days in my market and taught me how to talk to mortgage brokers at a higher level, how to talk to realtors at a higher level, just give me the confidence to the business at this point. Like Because when you start making offers in a certain way, People like they don't understand it. Like even the the assignment clause, the assignment clause. Some people don't like the assignment clause, but most people don't understand the assignment clause. The simplest thing with the assignment clause, I put in my contract. I, I, I want to sign this. Oh, we can't do that assignment. That's weird. This what the realtors like. They don't like that sometimes. They, well, this one time this happened, and they got burned out of a deal. I said, well, I may want to assign it to my corporation. Oh well, that's okay. Or my business partner. Well, that's simple. So it's just how you explain things to customer, your your realtors or your power team. It was a game changer. And so when you were there, you taught me to be very efficient, very pointed. You also taught me to have great conversations with people. And and of course, when people asked me a question I didn't know the answer to, I said, you know, uh, Pip takes care of that in our business or Pip takes care of that um, in part of the business. So let me contact him and get back to you tomorrow. Would that be okay? Of course it was. I had a resource I could reach out to and ask questions and follow up the next day with the mortgage broker or the realtor or whoever I was talking to. And that was, that was probably the most powerful thing, just knowing somebody had my back and I could get answers when I needed them. So I guess a take home for me there, and obviously here at The Path, we offer all kinds of different tools to help you collapse time frame. The one thing is that in-person mentorship is having somebody hold your hand through that, and that's going to get you there quicker. And so if you want to get your business going quicker, you have somebody come there into your market for three days, kick you in the assets, but have you learn how to work smarter and leverage your time much better. So there's lots of things we can do there. So Bradley, you're a little different world. You were working corporate America. You weren't in a small family business. How did you find the time? What did you do? What are some of your little secrets that maybe you use to create the time that you needed to do to, do to be successful in real estate? I think for me it was, um, and I guess to say why it might have been a little difficult and, and it made me think outside the box. But when we talk about real estate, and, and you've heard us say a number of times, it's not do it yourself. We don't want to be creating another job for ourselves. But I look back at it and and as a pharmacist, I was making sixty to seventy, even eighty-five to ninety dollars per hour at my job if I was uh, at my store or if I was working overtime somewhere else. So for me to go and paint a property myself, for me to go and and do landscaping on my own, 
I actually would have been better off just to pick up extra time at the pharmacy on an hourly rate. And and, and as an employee, we kind of look at that as we're measuring, you know, what do I get for, for my time? I'm getting paid for my time. But for me, it was, okay, if I'm going to be a real estate investor, I've got to be able to do those $1,000 $10,000 an hour type jobs. Like when we talk about wholesaling, that's the whole thing is we, we get more out of the time that we put in. Uh, so I was managing working full time and then some at, at Walgreens as I started, but having very specific actions to take uh, in those few hours a week that I had to give, which I would, and again, my schedule was, uh, kind of interesting working half day shifts, half night shifts every other weekend. There wasn't a lot of routine or consistency to it. But the one thing that was consistent is I had every Friday off. And uh, I guess this kind of goes back to Steve talking about you got to have a good reason why. But uh, it was also my dedication to what I wanted to achieve meant that every single Friday, even living on, on the beach in beautiful Delray, I was spending that day working on my real estate business. I wasn't going to do eight hours that day of painting. I wasn't going to do eight hours a day of landscaping. I was going to do eight hours of networking and talking to mortgage brokers and explaining how I can help them close more deals with my lease option program, how I can help them get a commission on that client of theirs that just couldn't quite qualify, that they've already done work on, but now aren't going to get paid for because something came up that they weren't able to get the mortgage. So it it became, okay, I I need to be a real estate investor, but I need to be working on this business. I need to have that right-sided mindset where if I'm going to take any of my free time and put this towards it, I want it to be very uh, uh, logical and very precise actions that I know can yield very big results. So it wasn't creating another job. It was taking the little free time I had and using the systems that frankly, you had done uh, that were shown to you that you've now shown how many thousands of other students, but uh, taking those proven systems and just putting them into play in my market. And I think, you know, what we have to look at is if you're waiting for everything to be perfect before you do anything, you will do nothing. I'm going to say that again. If you're waiting for everything to be perfect before you do anything, you will do nothing because it's never going to be perfect. I love to ask this to people. When's the perfect time to have kids? Never. And and don't say never because that is not an answer. But you can, and I get it where people say it because either you're too old, you're too young, you don't have money, you're, you, you know, you pass that time point in your life. All those kinds of things. You can make money, you can make excuses, but you can't do both. And I think that really comes down to it. Now, I heard both Steve and Bradley talking about this, and they talked about their whys and why they want to do something. And it can be a million different things. And I think we have to look at it. I had multiple whys. And I look back at it. I had a wife and a one-month-old daughter when I really invested a lot in myself and realized I was going to put a lot of skin in the game so that I could only go one direction. That was forward. I couldn't go. I didn't just dip my toe in the water. I think that's the problem with a lot of people. And I had the opportunity, I've spoken on lots of big stages across the world, and, and if you've ever seen um, uh, or heard a guy by the name of Chris Gardner, I know that may, name may not mean much to anybody. If you've ever seen the Will Smith movie, The Pursuit of Happiness, you see that movie, The Pursuit of Happiness, it's about a guy by the name of Chris Gardner. 
And Chris Gardner's a real person, and if you if you haven't watched the movie, I totally recommend it. Great movie, uh, and it's a great motivating movie. Steve, have you seen The Pursuit of Happiness? I watched it literally three weeks ago. You, you might want to get closer to the microphone. When I you say watched that. it literally three. I was all comfortable back there. Yeah. When Pip gets the mic, it's my chance to relax. Exactly. So, but I watched that movie literally three weeks ago. Fantastic. It's a good movie. And have you seen the movie, Brad? Oh yes. Yeah. I re- I've seen it multiple times. And and I got to meet Chris Gardner. And and what's interesting what he said was because that movie represents only about maybe six months to one year of my life. And, and it condenses it down into whatever, a two-hour movie. But what his whole comment, his whole speech, his whole motivational sp- talk, we were in front of 2,000 people in um, Amsterdam is where we were at. It was a lot of fun, but he said, you know, Plan B sucks. That's his, his presentation. Plan B sucks. And what he's saying is if you always have your foot on first base, it's going to be impossible to steal second. If you're always waiting and thinking, you know, I've got to have a plan B, which means you got to keep in on plan A. I'm not saying drop your everything you're doing, go quit your job, but I'm thinking your why needs to be big enough that it's going to motivate you to take your foot off of first base so you can go steal second, so you can get to second base. You're never going to get there by always playing it safe. Sometimes you have to take it and take that chance. I'm not saying take a big risk because that's what the path is all about is having people to support you through that process, having somebody to hold your hand, having somebody that can help you no matter what is going on in your life. But you have to have those kinds of things, and that's really what it comes down to. And I love that mentality that, you know, his, his, he didn't have a plan B. He only had one thing, and that was to go forward and to get to where he needed to be. I had multiple reasons why I wanted to, to be successful. I had a, month, a one-month-old daughter and a wife at home. My wife wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I was going to do, I mean, you guys know, you've seen Jen, you met her, she, I married up, I got lucky. Very, I, I'm hanging on by lucky. the skin of my teeth right now. You married way up. Yeah, exactly, and I know that. And so I was going to do everything I possibly could to make sure that Jennifer was happy and satisfied. Not that she's ever said that she wasn't. No comments from either one of you way guys. No up. comments. And so I was going to do everything I could. If that was her dream, desire, and goal is to be a stay-at-home mom, I was going to try to make that happen. And so that was one of my reasons why. I had, had been working in a family-owned grocery store, 60, 70, 80 hours a week, just like Steve was talking about. I had a one-month-old daughter, and I wanted to be able to have enough energy at the holidays to be able to enjoy Christmas and Thanksgiving and, 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 and Easter and all the holidays. And you, when you're working retail in a grocery store, those days before a holiday are stupid. I'll bet the days before a holiday at the at the pharmacy are crazy because everybody's got to get their medicines before you know the the, the pharmacy is going to be closed tomorrow. Of course. Yeah, and so I did not want to be to a point where I was so worn out that I couldn't even enjoy a holiday with my family, and so that was another reason why. Like I said, I had multiple reasons why. One of the other reasons I had was I had aging parents. I'll bet many of you that are listening to this right now are what you call the, and I'm not sure what they even call that generation, where you're taking care of kids on one side and you're taking care of parents on the other. And it's a tough one because you're kind of caught in the middle and and you talk about not having any free time and, and you don't. But you got to figure out is I need to dig my way out of this situation so that I can help my parents, but at the exact same time, I'm going to help myself and my family by doing that. And so those were some big reasons why. The last reason why, and I don't talk about this a lot, 
And it's probably really comes down to the word, and it's I'm not proud of it, is spite. I wanted to show people I could do this. I'm the youngest of six, and I got a lot of people in my life tell me, oh, you can't do that, or you can't do this, or that's crazy, or that's stupid. Well, I'm like, to heck with you, I'm going to show you. And so I did it out of spite because I wanted to prove them wrong. I'm not saying it's a great motivator. It's a pretty good motivator. But spite's a darn good motivator because you're like, I'm going to show those guys. They're not going to tell me I can't do this. And so I've I've lived my life with a lot of motivation, whether from sports or or stand-up comedy or real estate, that I wanted to prove people wrong. And I was going to do everything I possibly could, not to make them feel bad, but to just show them that, hey, this dude from a nowhere town in Nebraska, youngest of six, not the smartest in his class. Not even uh, close. Be nice. Yeah, I was told by the the, the principal of the school that, um, I mean, I what, what, what's that old saying? I graduated in the half of the class that made the other half of the class the top half of the class. Is that how that works? Well, somebody's got to bring down the average. Exactly right. There's another another saying I heard about that. Did was, you see your com- stand-up comedy? Not a very good one. That's why you're, you're not funny. I know. I know. Not funny. And, and so, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 my principal told me. He said, he said, you know, I, I know you weren't at the top of your class, but don't feel bad. It wasn't a very high level class to begin with. So I don't think that was a compliment either. <laughs> it's a double slap. That's a double slap. And so anyway. Uh, you know, you, we can talk about all these things. I did things because I wanted to prove people wrong and that I could do it. And I, I don't think spite's a great motivator, but it does give you the ability to get out of bed and say, I'm going to keep doing this and I'm going to keep doing this. And that was one of the things that motivated me was I just wanted to show people that anybody, no matter what your background, I know I'm not the smartest guy and I'm not even the smartest guy at the table, let alone the smartest guy, you know, out there. I know for a fact, though, that I can keep working. And I love to listen to motivational guys. We were talking about Will Smith and the pursuit of happiness. I love listening to some of Will Smith's stuff because he's very motivational. And, and, and you'll figure out, if you have a big enough why, you'll figure out how. And that's really what it comes down to. I, I never had a story where, I mean, you get all these motivational people and they're like, they're down to their last... 27 bucks or there you know somebody cries somebody dies in my story nobody cried nobody died i just did what i was told to do by people who had already done it and it's amazing how it works and so i'm not going to sit here and say that you're going to just magically create time i love steve's mentality is you know you just figure out that two hours of mowing the lawn that time that bradley had off he could have gone to the beach but there's something called and i and i know steve and i talk about this deferred gratification. And and sometimes it's about who you're hanging out with. And maybe you have to make some decisions today that might not be the what you want to make. And then you were, you've talked about going to a football game or watching football. And maybe you took some time off from doing that and you made some offers on some properties. And now you can go to any game and do anything that you want because you have more, more time and more money to mm-hmm. do those kinds mm-hmm. of things. So I know there were some things that you talked about with family and or maybe with friends, not so much family, that you you know you would spend time going to a RIA. We talked about real estate investment associations instead of maybe watching a football game one night. Definitely, definitely. There's there's so many ways you can. Well, so many ways that I could find the time. Um, did I think I could at the time? I didn't know. I just knew I I needed to change. I knew something with my income, something with my career path, something had to change. And you start talking about whys. Well, why? I, I already mentioned I, I needed more money. I needed more savings. I didn't have a company pension. I didn't have benefits. I didn't have any of that stuff. I just basically had the ability to save money in a house with some equity in it. And uh, you start talking about your why. And I was working in a family business, and I was trying to buy 
the family business. And did I need to buy the family? Well, I was told, well, Steve, one day this will be yours. But I said, well, I'd rather buy it now. Why? Because I wanted control. Because I was not, I was not, uh, I was not the captain of the ship. I was an employee, and I was being told what to do. And day after day, day after day, week after week, year after year, being told what to do. And I said, I'm trying to buy this place. I'd rather just do it my own way. I don't want to wait five or ten or fifteen or twenty more years to buy uh, to to buy it then and then do it. I want to do it now. Get that control because. As you're living in that, I was just getting more and more frustrated. And so that energy is using towards real estate. But so with all that, I just felt I was owed more. I was owed more more control, more control of my own life, my own destiny. And if I couldn't buy this business, I'll just start my own. I'll start doing properties. So I started doing properties, started a property management company, then ultimately started teaching people how to do properties and mentoring and coaching people with that way too. So very thankful I made those decisions and actually did that and did the work to that because now, as I said, I've left that job. I look back on that. Had I bought that business 10 years ago, 13, 14, 15 years ago, I'd still be there today. It'd be, it'd be, I'd be, I'd be tied to that business. I would be forced to be there five, six, seven days a week. Uh, I would just been in continuation of what I was doing. Once I left that business, it was great because I was doing property. And with property, there's property everywhere. And you can go see property and build a power team, you know, leverage your time, leverage your money, leverage your relationships. And of course, a lot of a lot of business trips with property. And we'll probably talk about business trips on another podcast too, and all the benefits of being a property and the business trips where you can actually expense all or part of your 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 expenses for that trip. So lots of benefits there. But yeah, it came down to my why. And I wish I had a secret formula. Oh, just do this, you'll find the time. But Everybody's different. Everybody, you got to find how you find your time. But for me, it came back to my why. You can make money, you can make excuses, but you can't do both. We guarantee that. And so we could talk about this for for just hours because there's so much involved with it. But I think what you need is is find your path, find somebody to support you on that path. And if you have a big enough why, we can help you figure out how. Very simple. That's what we do with students here on the path. So next time we have our podcast, we're going to discuss strategy that all investors can use. I call it a baseline strategy that we all need to know, and it's called wholesale, called wholesale assignments. And what we really are doing is we're buying and selling a contract on a property. We're buying and selling a contract on a property, and what we're going to do is get a fee for doing so. And so we'll get more into that. It doesn't take any money. It doesn't take any credit. You don't have to become a guy that's going to fix up properties to do so. But what we're going to do before we get out of here, just want to say it again. If you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you desire. For more information on investing, go to our website at pipspath.com. Follow us on social media at Pips Path to Property and Cashflow Joe Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Leave us a comment. Give us a follow, and we will see you on the path.